Victory Studios in downtown Little Rock. This is Capital View. Good Sunday morning to you and welcome into Capital View. I'm Mallory Brooks. Senator Trent Gardner joins us in studio. He recently went on a We the People tour to see what working Arkansans need. Firsthand joining them on the job. And now he joins us in studio with a recap of what he learned. Thank you for joining us on Capital View. Thank you so much, Mallory. It's great to be here and talk to the people of Arkansas. That's right. So you went out on this tour, shadowed several people at work to see what they need what some of their challenges are. You started with nurses, which is, I'm telling you, nurses are true angels. They are absolute angels. What did you learn when you shadowed this nurse? Mallory, as many of your viewers probably know, a few months ago, a state senator from Washington, during a debate about uninterrupted meals and breaks, mm -hmm. made a comment about nurses that basically they sit around and play cards. Now, I know many of the nurses in my area put a lot of their blood, sweat, and tears, and they don't have enough time to do a meal break, let alone play cards. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was a nurse for over 50 years, and I, how many times she left on call and other things. So when that happened, the, the senator from Washington said she wants to go shadow a nurse to learn more about it. I thought, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Why wait till a controversy to do that? Why don't you go out there and see a nurse? And I'll tell you, I had a great nurse for my first experience, and uh, she was an outstanding job there in South Arkansas. Okay, what all did you learn? What kind of the steps that you went through um, through, the, through the day with this nurse? Well, Frances is a home nurse, so she actually goes to individuals' homes there in South Arkansas to take care of them. And I learned many different things with her, but you know the number one thing I learned? Hmm. Nurses care. Yes, they do. They care about the people. Mm -hmm. She cared when she took time to put pills in individual boxes mm -hmm. for the persons because they have a hard time seeing the pills. She massaged the veterans' feet until they felt good. There was a local woman there in Bearden, Arkansas, who loved the gossip and talk about different things. And while she was changing her dress and she talked to her and uplifted her spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, after going through that, I learned that Francis is as good as they get, the challenges they face. Um, and we also learned policy considerations, you know, mm -hmm. all the paperwork they're required to do, all the HIPAA and other laws they have to follow to be in compliance and how that can both be positive and negative for what they do. So it was an unbelievable experience and I learned that nurses care a great deal about people. Absolutely. You talk about doing the dirty work. They do dirty work. They are therapists in, in some ways. Um, being there whenever we need them the most. What do nurses need? What are the, the skill, the things they need to succeed in their jobs? One, you know, they want to have their patients have the ability to get the access to care they need, whatever they think is the best, whatever their doctors, who they are over, think that. That's the thing I came about is if they think a patient should be able to go down this road for a treatment plan, they love to see that patient mm -hmm. not be inhibited by either lack of insurance or other issues or funding requirements. They also like to actually be able to do their job. It's great that we have regulations that protect the patient and we want to do as much as we can for that but you know these nurses learn these great skills and instead of going out there and helping people whether it's in a hospital environment a clinic environment or a home nurse a lot of time they're spending time doing paperwork mm -hmm. or doing things of that nature I think we need to reduce that make sure we have all the necessary paper forms and everything done to mm -hmm. that point let's also make sure that we allow these nurses to get out there and do the job they were trained to do absolutely charting they spend a lot a lot of time yes, my son was just in the hospital and I just watched them and admired all they do. Thank you to all the nurses. Absolutely. I always say nurses and teachers are true angels in our society. Let's go to another job. Timber industry. You followed someone in the timber industry. What was this like? Well, I got out of the suit because it was hot <laughs> South Arkansas mm -hmm. weather and I was sweating pretty good. We did a track of timber down there in South Arkansas. Michael Clayton, he's a forester. 
who sells timber and timberland products to different people down there. And we got to actually go out there and look at road access. It had been raining in South Arkansas a lot, mm -hmm. and we was worried if you could get a log crew actually there in South Arkansas. And whenever he did that, we found out that, you know, you walk the land every day, he's usually by himself. He helps people, whether it's a person with a 10-acre tract that want to make a little extra money or somebody with a 1,000-acre tract that wants to do a rather large purchase. Michael told me about some of the dynamics and changes happening in the timber market with, mm -hmm. you know, outside timber product coming in, about the regulation he has to do every day and some of the things. So it was really eye-opening to learn from, from Michael Clayton and what he did there in South Arkansas. And finally, someone in the metal industry um, you shadowed. What exactly, a metal company in El Dorado, what exactly do they do and what did you learn? The McNabb brothers, they're great. Willie mm -hmm. and Jeff, um, their father moved from North Carolina uh, years ago to start a business in El Dorado just to be there temporarily and he found out he loves South Arkansas and Willie and Jeff do too. South Arkansas, we have an amazing resource in bromine and other things. It's mm -hmm. a highly corrosive but highly valuable chemical. What they do is take special containers and actually turn them in so that can be transferred from point A to point B. They also put radiation uh, shields up so if you go to the hospital and you don't want to be exposed to that radiation, they have that shield available. They're a great small business there in South Arkansas. They employ people and I learned from them is some of the things that happen at the federal and state level with our tax code actually benefits them greatly. They don't take that money and go buy another boat or go buy another, you know, expensive item. What they do is invest in their company. They give raises. They give better health care. They give things that help their community and help the people that work for them. You obviously had uh, different experiences with, with everyone in the workforce. Overall, what are some of the biggest challenges that our Kansans face in the workforce? What I realized after doing this trip is that, you know, we talk about a lot of things in Little Rock. We look at policies. We deal with lobbyists and association. They're great and they serve a purpose. When you're actually talking to people, you see where the policies we make in Little Rock actually have a deep and meaningful impact on these people. Mm -hmm. How one thing change here in the law or one less funding here can have a positive or negative impact. So I think that's important that we connect with the people we're supposed to represent, whether it's South Arkansas or anywhere across the state. We listen to them. We get that real experience of what is good for them, what is bad, and what we can do to move forward. Uh, that's why I did the We the People tour. Real real people, real jobs, and real results. Very interesting. I love that you did that. While you're here, I want to talk to you before we go about something you've been outspoken about recently, red flag laws when we're talking about gun control. You've been outspoken against this. Tell us why uh, your thoughts on this. Listen, school shootings, uh, mass shootings is an epidemic right now. We need mm -hmm. to do all we can to solve that. But I think going down the road of red flags is a terrible precedent to set. It violates not only your Second Amendment, but your Fourth Amendment and any other rights. At the end of the day, what a red flag law does is allow the government to come into your home and take your personal property when you've committed no crime. And that's a very big detail of that. We need to look at involuntary commitment. We need to look at increasing funding for mental health. We need to look at other avenues. Mm -hmm. But whenever a person is considered a quote-unquote danger to themselves or other, that's a very broad term. It's ripe for abuse. And once the government can come in your home and take your personal property when you've done nothing wrong it's a very bad precedent and on top of that ultimately the solution isn't a solution mm -hmm. you're going to go in there and you're going to take a tool which a weapon is and you're going to leave that person unsupervised that they can cause harm they can get a hold of another weapon they can use a car or other means to cause mass death that's what we need to do we need to address the individual themselves not a mm -hmm. tool or a weapon senator trent gardner thank you so much for joining us we appreciate you for coming into capitol view and we will be right back after this with more capitol view on this sunday morning morning. Stick around. You're watching Capital View, Sunday morning talk focused on the political scene in Arkansas.
Welcome back to Capital View on this Sunday morning. It's likely at some point today you'll get a robocall or maybe a few of them on your phone. Nobody wants them. The effort to stop them has been difficult and ongoing, but Attorney General Leslie Rutledge announced this week a new effort, this one relating to anti-robocall principles, something everybody wants to see. She joins us in studio this morning on Capital View. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you. Well, this is something that every side wants is robocalls to end. You announced a big initiative talking about principles, a big announcement in D.C. this week. Tell us about it. Exactly. All Arkansans, all Americans are sick and tired of these robocalls. And not only are we tired of them, but they cost people millions of dollars in their life savings uh, every single day, every single year. So uh, this past week, I was in Washington, D.C. with attorneys general from across the country and as well as phone providers laying out principles that the phone providers are going to work with uh, the private public sector partnership to make sure that we start cracking down and stopping these robocalls mm -hmm. that are costing people, again, their life savings. Whether it's using the technology available uh, to make sure that they trace back to the original caller, that allow call blocking. Most people, uh, they may say, well, Leslie, they'll tell me, say, well, Leslie, I've got, I'm on the do not call list. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, well, criminals do not abide by the do not call list. Legitimate good companies do. And so what we're trying to shut down are these criminal activity, particularly criminal activity that's occurring out of country, changing the caller ID to look like a local number. So whether it looks like a 501 number, mm -hmm. a 870-479, you name it, these criminals are using that spoofing technology and what we set out to do and will continue to do is to shut down these robocalls. And so the principles is what we're talking about at this point, anti-robocall principles. This has been almost two years in the making you've been working on this. What exactly uh, will this do? Well, essentially, again, we laid out with and partnered uh, with AGs from across the country mm -hmm. uh, looking into this as well as working with our telecom providers to make sure that they have the technology to do what we're asking them to do, mm -hmm. and if not, they need to get it. And so these principles talk about call blocking to make sure consumers have it, to make sure that the telecom communications uh, have that available, to trace back phone calls to the original call, but it also ensures that essentially they tag every single phone call and to have those contracts available and rather being used by all of the phone providers because essentially if you tag the phone call and it goes through various uh, entities, if someone doesn't have that technology they're using, then that call becomes lost and we're not able to trace it back. And this is uh, these principles that we laid out with the other AGs and the telecom providers is going to do a great deal to put these criminals on notice mm -hmm. that we're going to spend the resources and the time and the energy to stop these calls. And it also puts our phone companies on notice mm -hmm. that states, we're tired of it. And it's taken advantage of too many people mm -hmm. and we must use the technology available to stop it. You've been working on this for years now. Uh, you urged the FCC to enable telephone carriers to block illegal robocalls before they even reach consumers. Did this help at that point? It did, and so yes, we, this is a multifaceted approach, and so the announcement that we made in D.C. was just one of many things, mm -hmm. and so we pressured the Federal Communication Commission to relax the rules on phone providers so they can block these calls. Mm -hmm. Now we must insist that our phone providers do in fact block the calls. If they see a call originate out of country, perhaps Jamaica or India, mm -hmm. somewhere just out of the United States, much less, uh, you know, and certainly even someone down the road, but if they change the caller ID for nefarious bad intentions, it's my belief that that call should be blocked. It should not go through 
to my sweet little mother-in-law mm -hmm. and where she gets, you know, her home phone rings and rings and rings constantly. Uh, as I travel across Arkansas, everyone is telling me, Leslie, please stop these mm -hmm. calls. And so that's what we're working on because, again, too many people, they fall prey to someone claiming to be the IRS, claiming to be the Social Security Administration, claiming to be a grandchild in jail. Mm -hmm. And all of these things are preying on Arkansas elderly, Arkansas mm -hmm. veterans, and people are sick of it and they're losing money. And you hear these complaints, like you said, all the time. How many complaints to your office, many that you get probably well, daily? Well, we get, uh, in the last couple of weeks, we have actually seen an increase in the number of calls into the office. We've received over 300 more phone calls into the office predominantly about robocalls than we had in the weeks prior to that. And we've made a big push to have public service announcements mm -hmm. uh, for Arkansans to learn about the various common scams. Uh, the one that breaks my heart the most is the uh, grandchild in jail because essentially these callers will mm -hmm. say, you know, hi grandma or hi grandpa, and the person on the other end of the phone will say, oh, is this, you know, is this Leslie, is this Mallory? Oh, sure, and they just start giving away the name. And so the sweet grandma or grandpa gives the name and says, you know, if, if you know, my grandparents, which I don't have any alive, but they would say, oh, I thought you were in Little Rock. Oh, I am in Little Rock. And so you that. accidentally give away the information, and that's what we're trying to educate people not to inadvertently mm -hmm. uh, fall prey because you're giving back the information mm -hmm. to them, and they're just using that against you. And you don't want, of all the people to be preyed on, you don't anyone to be preyed on, but our sweet elderly, be sure to take care of them. want to move on now to uh, the abortion law, a preliminary injunction issued. Your office filed an appeal with the Eighth Circuit. Where do we stand now with this? Well, this deals with uh, three of the laws that were passed uh, recently, and uh, the local federal judge, uh, Judge Baker, issued a injunction, and we filed an appeal within three minutes. Uh, we anticipated this, and so we immediately filed an appeal up to the Eighth Circuit. Mm -hmm. These three laws deal with first requiring, looking out for women's health, protecting the health of women by requiring that a board-certified OBGYN be the uh, person to perform an abortion if one is to be performed. Uh, this other law has to do with no abortions after 18 weeks. And then the third one that we're fighting about, if a woman is making a, an, the decision to have an abortion because she has uh, gotten information that the child she is carrying has Down syndrome, then it does not allow her to terminate that pregnancy based on that. And so that's really just protecting, you know, we've got so many people in our population mm -hmm. and that we love them so much that are, are living with Downs and they're incredible, valuable members of our society and making sure that women, again, their health is protected to have a board-certified OBGYN and also making sure that we don't terminate those pregnancies after 18 weeks. Very important. Vaping is a hot topic right now. We talk about it all the time in the news and we're really starting to see the impact it's having on young people. Some of the statistics are pretty staggering. This is something you're passionate about. It is and as we as I've traveled across Arkansas every single school superintendent I've spoken with, a middle school principal, high school principals are telling me that kids are vaping at astronomical rates and we've had young students as young as fifth graders bring a vape to school. We've had a third grader using a vape. We've had a kindergartner bring a kindergartner. vape to school. Wow. And so just imagine, uh, mm. you know, these kids are having access to it. They have no idea what's going into their systems, into their bodies. Uh, a pod that goes into a vape contains about the same amount of nicotine as an entire pack of cigarettes. So imagine a 12-year-old smoking an entire pack of cigarettes. And so we are 
doing a big push to educate young people about the dangers mm -hmm. of vaping that, as well as uh, the vapes can blow up in one's face. I spoke to an EMT the other day in North Arkansas who they had taken a kid to the hospital because this young person, a, a vape blew up in, in his face. And so Terrifying. there's not enough information out there right now that is combating all the good mm -hmm. that people are saying that e-cigs and vapes are, but I want parents to know and I want them to tell their kids that vaping is not safe for young people. Mm -hmm. uh, those are chemicals going into your body. Too many young people are ending up in the hospital. And so let's drop the vapes. Absolutely. Right. Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge, thank you so much thank for you, joining Natalie. us this morning on Capitol yeah. View. We appreciate you making time and we are back to wrap it up with your top political headlines. You're watching Capitol View on Sunday morning. You're watching Capitol View, Sunday morning talk focused on the political scene in Arkansas. Welcome back to Capitol View. Let's take a look at top political headlines on this Sunday morning. Planned Parenthood says they'll stop taking $60 million of federal funding rather than comply with a new federal rule that prohibits the organization from referring women for abortion services. Jesse Tenor reports on how the decision has split Washington. They have made the calculation that they can afford to say no to $60 million in Title X funds so that they can prioritize abortion. On Monday, Planned Parenthood announced it's walking away from millions in federal funds rather than comply with a new Trump administration rule that blocks federally funded clinics from referring patients to abortion providers. There are many organizations out there who want to participate in this women's health care space, but they're not willing to refer for abortions. The Heritage Foundation supports the rule saying the money can now go to other health care providers. But Amnesty International opposes the change, saying it will make it harder for low-income women to access federally funded birth control and other services. This will have a majorly disproportionate impact in rural states where Planned Parenthood is sometimes the only health care provider for sexual and reproductive health. Amnesty International says the rule plays into a larger political motive. This is part of an, atten an attention to shut down abortion in the United States by this administration. Other groups across the country are following Planned Parenthood's lead, highlighting the political divide in Congress. After the announcement, Minority Whip Steve Scalise tweeted, Planned Parenthood is clearly revealing itself to be in the business of abortion, not health care. While Democrat Dianne Feinstein responded, the administration's rollback of Title X is denying low-income women and families access to care. In Washington, I'm Jesse Tenor. Jesse, thank you. President Trump has called off a visit to Denmark scheduled for early next month after the country's prime minister rebuffed his idea of purchasing Greenland. Both prime ministers of Denmark and Greenland have said that Greenland is not for sale. Danes have reacted with mixed reaction over the president's canceled state visit. I thought it was an inappropriate statement. All they had to do is say, no, we'd rather not do that or we'd rather not talk about it. Don't say what an absurd idea that is. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton told CNN this week he floated the idea of buying Greenland with the White House well before the issue became public. He says purchasing the country would keep it out of the hands of the Chinese and the Russians. Washington Governor Jay Inslee drops out of the 2020 presidential race. Inslee made the announcement on Wednesday on MSNBC's The Rachel Maddow Show. The governor had centered his presidential campaign around climate change, but did not meet the polling requirements to participate in CNN's upcoming town hall on that issue. It's become clear that I'm not going to be carrying the ball. I'm not going to be the president, so I'm withdrawing tonight from the race. 
But I have to tell you, look, I've been fighting climate change for 25 years, mm -hmm. and I've never been so confident of the ability of America now to meet critical mass to move the ball. Inslee is the third major candidate to exit the race following Representative Eric Swalwell of California and former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper. A federal appeals court ruled on Wednesday that electors are free to vote as they wish and can't be required to follow the results of the popular vote in their states. The court ruling says electors who actually determine who becomes president and vice president should be free to vote how they want and not have to abide by the state's popular vote. President Trump won the 2016 presidential election despite winning fewer popular votes than Hillary Clinton. The governor of Arkansas taking time to talk to county leaders in Hot Springs. It was the annual Association of Arkansas Counties Conference. Asa Hutchinson addressed the crowd, touting some of his policies that impact rural Arkansas from broadband to substance abuse programs. The historic flooding also took center stage with the governor's creation of the Levy Task Force and now a new 911 board. Governor Hutchinson also reminding counties to apply for grants for community projects available through the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. It's a competitive program that can be accessed through AED's website you see on your screen right there. And we are back to wrap it up after this. You're watching Capitol View on Sunday morning. You're watching Capitol View. Sunday morning talk focused on the political scene in Arkansas. And that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us for Capital View on this Sunday morning. We have an all new episode coming up next week. Join us for that. In the meantime, have a wonderful weekend.